Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first Everything But Politics podcast. I'm Merrick Leeser, alongside my brother, Evan Leeser, and we're just going to be pretty much covering everything from popular culture, what's going on in society, music, books, sports, finance, just relevant stuff you see on social media, just things that pertain to your everyday life. Uh, Ev, why don't you start by introducing yourself? What's up, everyone? My name is Evan Leeser. Welcome to the Everything But Politics podcast. If you have something you want us to talk about, put it in the comments. DM us on social media. We'll talk about it. Let's get started, Merrick. Episode one. Any movies or TV shows you're watching? Uh, yeah, Actually, I'm watching the same shows just about everyone else right now. House of Dragon, which is totally badass uh that show has exceeded expectations so far and they're only two episodes in i honestly didn't know what to expect with it i saw the hype and advertising the last even even up to the spring the spring summer and following game of thrones which ended in 2018 there hasn't been much hype around game of thrones so it's good to see what they're doing now and i think everyone's pretty much glued to their tvs sunday night yeah absolutely couldn't have said it better didn't know what to expect it's always hard to one-up such an incredible TV series, kind of like a movie like The Hangover. You don't know what you're going to get in Hangover 2 or 3 because the first one was just so darn good. And they've totally lived up to expectations. Two episodes in, episodes every Sunday night, if you haven't watched it yet, on HBO, HBO Max. And it's truly a great television show. So the, the thing that I... That was crazy in the very first episode. Well, first off, I feel like anything Game of Thrones related has a crazy first episode. But when little, what was the baby's name? Baymon? Baylor? When, when baby Baylor was, was supposed to be born, and that scene where the mother was giving birth, like, sorry about the spoiler alert there, but when the mother was giving birth and the king had to make a decision, that was quite the start to the show. I mean, I was locked into the TV. I don't know about you. Absolutely. And you got to think, put yourself in that situation in – no no human being should ever have to make that decision. And it was really just a wild turn in the first 30 minutes of the show. And that's another crazy thing to think about. Medieval times, that was that was some real-life stuff. I mean, people dealt with that, the chivalry, the knighthood. I mean, all that just fascinating. Yeah, could not even imagine living in that era. Really just something else. How about, how about Damon Targaryen? Him and his brother got a little riff going on, but that is quite the storyline there. Yep. And again, guys, if you have not seen it, go check it out. It is incredible. Another series that comes out this Friday, the Lord of the Rings prequel, The Rings of Power. Me, myself, not a huge Lord of the Rings guy. I know, Merrick, you've watched some of it. What do you think of what this is going to look like? Yeah, I watched I watched all three of the series in high school. Uh for all my people that uh, have watched Game of Thrones, or excuse me, Lord of the Rings, you know this is well anticipated, and the people are ready. I mean, it's a long time coming, and I think I think people are really ready to go for this. I mean, they should be doing what is it? Is it coming out on HBO Max or Netflix, or is it coming out in theaters? We'll be on Amazon Prime for those oh, who are interested in watching. Prime is they're taking over, by the way. But uh, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely excited for that. We'll, we'll be watching when it comes out for sure. Yeah, and keeping in the TV series, another incredible HBO series. Season 13 of Curb Your Enthusiasm will be coming back this fall. They've yet to announce the opening date, but 
It's going to be sometime in October, November, and you can guarantee a ton of laughter from that. Yeah, yeah. that's the goat right there. LD, Larry David, can't wait for his new stuff. He never ceases to amaze us, so we're definitely going to be laughing our asses off watching that. Another, if you guys are also looking for some funny, funny entertainment and a little bit of music, check out the 25th anniversary of the South Park. They were at Red Rocks in Colorado. They did a whole performance. They showed a couple episodes. Really funny stuff. It's on YouTube. It's free. Something that I think a lot of you will enjoy. All right, let's delve let's into this past weekend in the PGA Tour. I mean, what a finish at Eastlake. What a season-long race. What a season by Rory McIlroy. I know he didn't win a major, but he had an excellent season. He probably won't win, win player of the year due to Scotty Scheffler's amazing season, which, which included that Masters win in April. But that was quite the little duel between Rory and Scotty there. And, and Sung Jae-in made a run towards the end. So it was definitely most entertaining golf I've watched in quite a while. Yeah, I cannot lie about that one. That one definitely hurt me a little bit. I wanted to see Scotty Scheffler finish the season on such a high note. But like we saw Sunday at the Masters when he won in April, he just has a lot of difficulties on Sunday. Thankfully, he had a huge lead in the Masters that he was able to four-putt the 18th hole at the Masters and still win. So let, now that the PGA season has concluded, Merrick, why don't you give me your top five players of the year in no particular order? I just want to make a quick note. For, for Scotty Scheffler to win the Masters, four-putting on the 18th hole on Sunday, 72nd hole of the tournament, is a dream. So, Scotty, when you hear this, just want to let you know that is that is pretty remarkable and hell of a year to you. So, very well done. And my top five players this year got to start up with Scotty at the number one. He just played terrific throughout. Let me interrupt you real quick. They can be live golfers now. We will be discussing the PGA. We'll be discussing live golf. They'll be heading to Chicago live golf in about three weeks. So, take us away, Merrick. Yeah, and not to mention they're in Boston this weekend. So if you're not watching anything, tune into that. We'll have college football. But, uh, yeah, my top five players this year, that's a good question. Obviously, Scotty at number one, he had a hell of a year. Rory at number two, who also had a hell of a year, finished top eight in every major. And then from there, I got to go with my boy JT. I know JT didn't have the season he wanted to. But, uh, I mean, to come away with a major is always a big deal. And then I, I know he just joined Liv. But you got to go with my man Cam Smith at number four. I mean, hell of a year, especially to win the Open the way he did. What a clutch back nine there. Even when Rory didn't play that poorly, he didn't he didn't really make get anything done. But he didn't make a single bogey on Sunday and still didn't manage to win the tournament. So that just shows how clutch Cam Smith came down the stretch. And finally, I got to give it to my boy Xander. Xander finished the year very strong, finishing fourth in the FedEx Cup, and really just proved that. Prove to everyone that he's he's very due and he's going to be winning a major soon. Yeah, all incredible players had incredible years. Another young player to look out for, new on the tour, Cameron Young. He had seven top ten, top three finishes this year, and you got to think he's going to get one this year in twenty twenty three. Cam Young is just he's a baller, and there was actually a lot of rumor that he'd be joining Live, and uh, FedEx Cup week, he announced that he would, after much consideration, he's actually going to be staying with the PGA Tour. He'll most likely win Rookie of the Year this year. I mean, no one 
Davis Riley's played well, but not to the level of Cameron Young. So hell of a year to him. Wish him nothing but the best in his sophomore season and look forward to seeing what's next. Now for those MLB listeners, it's been a long, long season and the regular season is not over yet. We got about five more weeks of the regular season. It'll end on October 5th with the playoffs starting two days later. And boy, is the wild card close. You have the Tampa Bay Rays and the Seattle Mariners and the Blue Jays right now in the wild card with the White Sox twins and the Orioles only with it, only three games back all in the American League. In the National League, you have the Braves, the Phillies, and the Padres at your wild card spots now with the Brewers two and a half games back. And most of the other teams are 10 games back. So the American League is much, much closer than the National League is this year. And we've seen over the last couple of years that the American teams have tended to do a little better than the National League teams. And I just want to make it noted, love the Cubs. Been a Cubs fan my entire life. They play hard. Just don't have quite, don't quite have the players this year. But going forward on this podcast, you will hear me talk a lot about the Yankees and the Phillies. I have placed futures on both of them this past April, and I got pretty good value. I got the Yankees at plus 1,300. They now lie plus, plus 400. And I have the Phillies at plus 2,500. So with that being said, there will be some Yankee-Philly talk. I know we're going to have some, some listeners out there from the East Coast. So uh, let's, we're rooting for your teams. We always dream for the Cubs, but we always got next year. So we're excited where baseball's heading. We're almost in that time of the year where every game matters. And we're definitely going to be tapped and watching very closely. Yeah, and just a fun fact, the Yankees have 70% of all World Series bets on the Yankees. 70% of all books in the United States are on the Yankees. Obviously, the book doesn't want them to win, but that's not what I want to hear right there. They've just been so hot that you really we might not be able to stop them. You know, we got we got all um, four uh, major leagues starting up: NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL. It's just going to be such a tight and exciting fall. This is this is maybe the best time of the year. I mean. It's almost sweatshirt weather, campfire weather, bonfire. I mean, who doesn't love this time of the year? We got football starting up. As you said, all four sports can be on at the same time. I mean, there's just a lot to be excited about going forward. Absolutely. I know those in Texas and Arizona are happy. The hot weather is starting to come to a decline, and they can finally uh, turn their AC down a little bit. Yeah, no question about that. I mean – yeah, it's definitely been hot down there, especially my people in Arizona dealing with the monsoons the past two months. That that gets a little crazy, especially when the streets flood up, don't have the proper draining. It's it could be a hassle down there. Absolutely. Now, Merrick, before we get into the scheme of sports, because that is what is approaching us right now, why don't we talk about one of the best producers of all time, a lyrical genius, incredible artist, DJ Kali. Just the king of motivation. He loves to bring a positive aspect to life. Released his new album this week, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. God, dude. God, dude. That's the title of his album. Honestly, 
Maybe his best work. The man is a marketing genius. I see him everywhere on social media. He's working with the biggest names in music. He's really killing it. And he, he might be the king of Miami down there. I mean, he really is running the show. Yeah. Him or Dave Grootman, that's what they call him, king no of doubt. Miami. And my, my favorite song on that album got to be big time with uh, Future and Little Baby. I mean, that one, that one's very good. And the one with Juice World, Juice World did. Great album. It's great to hear some vocals from Juice World. Who knows how many are left out there. So it's yeah. definitely a beautiful album. I've had it on repeat. And yeah, I'm just happy for him. Happy for his family. Good for him uh, in his new album. Congrats. Yep, definitely an incredible song. And if you haven't listened to it, check it out. He's all over the internet. Just search DJ Khaled. The album will pop up. You'll play it. You'll get pumped up. Everyone wins. Another great album that came out the same night is Jid. I don't know how you pronounce it. J-I-D or Jid. He put out some phenomenal work. And I'm not even that big. I haven't listened to much of his music. But this album is really good. It's well put together. Each song has its own story, which I love when songs tell a story like that. So, yeah, gosh, shout out to JID, too. You put out some, some firework as well. So, appreciate the music. We needed new music. There wasn't much coming out. So, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And couldn't have said it better. He released a great album and a lot more, a lot more good stuff to come this fall. So, let's, uh, let's make our way into the sports section merrick we have oh baby oh baby we have the nhl starting next wednesday september 9th the colorado avalanches look to repeat and have such a amazing season like they did last year tampa bay lightning looks to cut get back and win and win their third title in the last four years it's going to be a jam-packed season the nhl is always competitive We'll see what the Blackhawks can do this year, too. Yeah, I can't wait for hockey. I mean, people don't appreciate hockey enough. It is so electric. I don't know if you guys have been to an NHL game, but it was one of the most electric, fun atmospheres you could possibly possibly be in in professional sports. I mean, it truly is an experience. If you haven't been, I recommend going this season. There's going to be, a, obviously, a lot of games, and it's definitely worth your time and worth worth your knowledge. So, I recommend that. I hope hopefully our Blackhawks can be a little better this year. They have had a tough few years, and uh, not what not what we grew up to. But we got we got something to look forward to. So hockey season's approaching, and we're excited. Yep, we can't wait. Now, the college football season technically started last week. For week zero is what they call that. Last for week. the teams that aren't as big, we got the official. College game day this Saturday, week one. Games officially start today. And we have Purdue playing Penn State. It is Thursday night at Purdue. Penn State is three and a half point favorites. You got the over under at 53. And I just love seeing two great Big Ten teams play each other in week one. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for that one. I remember last year. They had a, we had a great opening night matchup with Minnesota and Ohio State. And I think this is going to be the same thing. I expect a, a very tight game. Producing at three and a half at home. That seems like a little bit of a trap to take Penn State. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I know Purdue, they got some enthusiastic fans about this season, as does Penn State. So, I mean, this is, this is going to be a good Big Ten matchup. Just what you want to see to start the year off. 
And you couldn't have said it better. What I love about college football, especially a Power 5 conference like the Big 10, ACC, SCC, Pac-12, or the Big, Tw- the Big 12, you see incredible fan bases. The student sections show up, and Purdue always has their fans at the stadium and loud and ready. Penn State fans, I'm not sure how much they're going to be traveling to Indiana for week one. Although it's such a big program, you got to think there's Penn State fans all over the country. Purdue is only getting 40% of the bets. Like you said, this game could go either way. I mean, that looks a little bit like a trap. Purdue at home getting plus three and a half. People want to take Penn State because it's just a franchise football team name. You know, people think of Purdue as, you know, losers. And it's it's really an interesting one. I mean, definitely. that That is definitely true about Purdue. But with that being said, um, for all my Arizona Wildcats, we play San Diego State this weekend, and we're sitting at five-and-a-half-point dogs. Let's, let's shock the world this year. Jed Fish, second year, great coach, great motivator. I think, I think we got a lot to look forward to. Um, Arizona is sitting – not they're not they don't have the prettiest preseason projections, but Jed Fish is gonna shock the world. He's been all over the country coaching football, so he's he's got a lot to offer to the University of Arizona. So we can't wait. Look forward to watching them. Look forward to seeing what he's capable of. Yeah, and like you said, hasn't been that successful the last couple of years. Maybe they can turn it around this year. Another team that wasn't very successful last year. The Indiana Hoosiers, they were 9-4 and four two years ago. Looked like things were on the horizon for the Indiana football program, and they hit a brick wall. And now they come into the season with zero expectation. Last year, they had tons of expectation. They beat Penn State two years ago in week one. And then the Hoosiers show up last year, and they just lay an egg. So this game right now, the Hoosiers are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home Friday night at 8 p.m. against the Fighting Illini, Illinois. Definitely a rivalry. Borders crossing. The Hoosiers were three-point favorites, and this line moved to one-and-a-half. People are betting Illinois. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here on a Friday night under the lights. Who's your fans showing up? Really, in, I'm interested to see what happens. Do you plan on going to that game, Ed? Unfortunately not. I will be with family over Labor Day weekend, but we Beautiful. will be rooting on the Indiana Hoosiers wherever I am. And another Big Ten team that will be playing – Friday, who you I wouldn't call them the best football team in the Big Ten, but they always give a, a good fight. The uh, Maryland Terps they play Buffalo, so a non-conference game. They have they have them at twenty-four point favorites. To me, seems like a lot. Buffalo always seems to be in a bowl game, and to give that much respect to Maryland just seems a little interesting. Yeah, no, no question. We'll see what Maryland's capable of. Uh, they're always one of those teams that seems to be sitting around five to seven wins, so they should be borderline bowl game just about IU. But let's get into the Notre Dame Fighting Irish at 
Ohio State this Saturday from Columbus. That, that's got to be the game of the weekend. And you got to think, whoever loses that game, what a tough way to start your year knowing they both have high expectations for the college football playoff. And once they, most of the teams that make that have one loss, so it's hard to take your first loss week one and then move forward with college football playoff expectations. Yeah, this is one of those games that you're going into it with the highest of highs, right? You're confident. You had an incredible offseason training. A lot of guys improved. Everyone thinks I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. And now the game ends and one of these teams are going to be crushed because it all starts with week one. And a, a win on week one sets the tone, especially when you have the number five team in the country playing the number two team in the country, Ohio State. No so over under is at 59 and a half. And Ohio State is 17-point favorite. Talk us through that, Eric. Yeah, I mean, that's just the Buckeyes, man. I mean, they have dominated the Big Ten the last decade. They've been one of the top five teams in college football. Uh, Ryan Day, he got he inherited an excellent organization with the with, with, from Urban Meyer. And they've just they've just been awesome. They're wide, they re, they produce wide receivers. And I mean, they just, they just, they're winners. I mean, they, they do seem to do everything right. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they cover that spread. I know a lot of my Notre Dame listeners aren't going to be happy about that, but that's the reality. Notre Dame has been a little disappointing the last few years. So hopefully with Marcus Freeman running the ship, now they could turn things around and he seems like a dog. He seems like the kind of guy players want to play for and run through a brick wall for. So I'm excited to see what Notre Dame's capable of, what Marcus Freeman's capable of. And that should be quite the showdown from Columbus. Yeah, absolutely. Another great game we have this week. Two ranked teams, number 23 Cincinnati, who's just put on an incredible run the last three or four years. Great program, continues to build. Playing number 19 Arkansas at Arkansas. Arkansas is six and a half point favorites. The over-under is 54. Just really interesting game. I understand why they're giving them a touchdown because in some of these SEC games, they these games get so high scoring. Yeah, SEC gets pretty, pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's been the best conference in college football for quite some time with uh, USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten. That might change, but you can't can't forget that the SEC has got Texas and Oklahoma on the way. So. That that uh, conference is about to get a little more interesting. So, SEC football has pretty always been the best my entire life. I look forward to watching uh, the games on CBS this year. Yep, and now one more of my favorite games this week: number seven Utah playing at Florida, who is unranked to start the season. The over under is fifty one and a half. Utah is a three-point favorite on the road. We know how those fans can get in Gainesville. Utah has had some incredible seasons the last two, three years. Do they live up to the hype and get this win on the road? I mean, if they get this win on the road, that would that would set the tone for the rest of the season. To win at an SEC school who's not ranked, so you got to think they're coming in hungry, motivated, pissed off against a Pac-12 powerhouse, it should be quite the showdown. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. 
So with that being said, Evan, let's let's get into our picks for for week one of college football. I'll start us off. Sure, I'm going to ride with Purdue plus three and a half hosting Penn State. I just like I said, Penn State seems like a bit of a trap, and as I said, I don't love the Boilermakers as a Hoosier, but they play hard. Looking forward to watching that one tomorrow night, or excuse me, tonight. This will be out tonight when this releases, and that that should be a fascinating showdown. So. Looking forward to seeing that, Ev. Yeah, I'm going to start it off. And I think Utah's for real this year. If they win this game, they have a legit chance of making it to the college football championship. If they lose, you could almost wish the season goodbye and you'll be playing in just a basic bowl game. We would love to see the college football committee open this up to, you know, eight teams, 16 teams, Four teams is just not enough to show the true competition in college football. Yeah, so with that being said, uh, you you think Utah, if they win this game, they're going to be on track? Yep, and I think if they lose, you can expect a downward, downward spiral for the season. I'm it's not worth saying mentioning, – It's worth mentioning that they do play Pac-12 competition, so – they should dominate the Pac-12, which is not the strongest conference. So you got to think, if they could get this win on the road, add an SEC school, that'd be a big boost to the resume going forward. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that they're going to tank completely. I'm sure they're still going to have a winning season. They're still going to be in a bowl game. But the confidence and morale is totally shot if they do not win this game in Florida. Yeah, that's going to be a long flight back to Utah, that's for sure. Um, my second pick, Going into this weekend, I'm going to ride with the West Virginia Mountaineers playing Pittsburgh. My reasoning for this is I feel seven and a half points is a lot for a good program like West Virginia. And it's worth mentioning, Pitt just recently lost Kenny Pickett, their star quarterback the last four years. He got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and apparently he's fighting for the starting position against our boy Mitch Trubisky. So, yeah, I expect West Virginia to show up. Good program. They fight hard, Big 12 school, and that should be that should be quite the showdown. So that'll that'll be on the TV. And uh, Ev, what do you, what do you, what's your second pick? Yeah, just a quick sidetrack uh, for those Pittsburgh Steelers fans. You got to feel a little at ease, not at ease, because you do not know who your starting quarterback is. Mike Tomlin has not decided if it's going to be Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. We know the Pittsburgh Steelers the last two seasons have relied heavily on their defense with their offense being nearly non-existent, struggle, struggling to score 21 points a game. So as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you have one, you're have you in one of the toughest divisions in the league with the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals. Just a lot of uncertainty to start the season. We'll get back to football. We're going to discuss it all next week when the season starts. Let's go right into my second pick. This one – was difficult to make, but I'm going to have to go with number 19, Arkansas, minus six and a half at home playing Cincinnati. I know it's a high number, but Cincinnati also just lost their quarterback, Desmond Redding. He went to the NFL, um, I believe the Cowboys, but correct me if I'm wrong. And um, they, when, when you get rid, when you have a quarterback who, is NFL material, uh, and then you got to go to someone else, the team kind of just loses a funk 
until that new quarterback steps up and becomes a leader. So I got to give it to Arkansas. They have more players rejoining them than Cincinnati, and they're playing at home with an SEC wild crowd. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, I mean, that should be quite the shout-out. As you said, they lost Desmond Ryder, got drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. And, I mean, I, I believe their head coach, he departed too. I'm not sure exactly where he went, but I believe he's no longer the coach of Cincinnati. And it's definitely a new look after making the college football playoff last year when exceeding expectations, that's, with, with that being said. I mean, no one, no one, no one had them going to the playoffs. So, Quite the year last year. I feel like they might have a bit of a hangover. So, for, and for that reason, I, I like that pick. Yeah. All right. Give us your um, your final pick, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is my favorite pick of the weekend. It might seem like a bit of a stretch to some of you, but I really think this is the play. Uh, it's probably my biggest play of the weekend. We're going Georgia, the dogs, minus 17 against Pac-12 powerhouse Oregon. I know this might seem like a lot of points, but Georgia is Georgia, reigning national champions. Kirby Smart, great coach, great recruiter, and Athens is going to be rocking this weekend for that game. Not too well, and let's not let's not forget, flying from Oregon to Georgia is no easy task for these college kids, and that's that could be quite take quite the mental toll. While Georgia has been preparing for this game getting ready for the season opener as defending champions and ready to make an impression on the league. Yeah, that's a really interesting one. Very similar to the Ohio State-Notre Dame. There's just a handful of teams in this league, maybe three to six teams that are the powerhouse teams. And these lines show that Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, these are some of the best teams in the country. And, some of these other teams don't even relate to them. So my final pick, uh, again, was a difficult one to make. Considering I am a Hoosier fan, I just see the fighting Illini going 2-0 and here. The Hoosiers just – they had just such a lack of motivation last year. They lost their star quarterback, Michael Penix, who went to Washington. They have – the Indiana Hoosiers – play in two days excuse me they play tomorrow on friday night and coach tom allen has yet to announce a starter so it's going to be really interesting they also announced that they're going to be playing eight wide receivers meaning one of two things they don't have confidence in their main four or they don't think their team has the stamina to play the whole game which is quite frightening considering it's week one you should have built that stamina all throughout the summer there's no reason to be playing eight wide receivers yeah that seems to be a bit of a red flag for the Hoosiers so we'll keep an eye, we'll keep our eye on that see what they do Friday night against the fighting Illini and uh we're gonna be locked in for sure we you know we love our Hoosiers so we're gonna see what's gonna have going on so with that being said our picks got heading into week one of the college football season I, Merrick, I, me, me, myself, I am on Purdue plus three and a half, West Virginia plus seven and a half, and Georgia minus 17. Well, Evan is on Utah, Arkansas, and the Fighting Illini. So we have three, we have three different plays. We're both going to be rooting for each other. 
all we want is the best for one another and our picks this season. It's going to be a long season of picks, so get ready to roll, buckle up, and can't wait. Can't wait for football tonight. Yeah, and before we go, guys, have an incredible Labor Day weekend. Next week is going to be jam-packed with NFL movie suggestions, TVs. We're going to give a little bit of finance, talk about some of our favorite books, and much, much more. Thank you guys all so much for joining, and we will see you all next week. Thanks, guys.